Have you ever been on a blog of some kind and then posted a comment, and then after that you just realized you made an error and you just wish you could edit the comment and fix it real quick? Well, in this episode, I want to show you one way you could do this just to add a quick edit link for a short time after someone posts a comment so that they can go back and edit it if they need to. Now, there's a couple of ways we could implement this. Um, one way is to have the user register or log in whenever they post a comment so that it's very easy to keep track of which comments they posted so they can go back and edit them. But that's not very convenient for the user. Another approach is to actually just use sessions. Just keep track of the posted comments in the session, and that way you can quickly see if the user um, is the owner of a comment without them requiring to register. And that's what we're going to do in this episode, because I think it's the best solution for this kind of problem. So in order to do this, we need to keep track of which comments are created by that user inside the session. So we can do that inside the comments controller here, inside the create action, and just set a session variable. Um, I'm going to call it comment IDs. And just, let's say that could be an array. And then we can add the current comments ID that was just created by this user, so that we can keep track of which comments this user has been has created. Um, it's, make, it's important that we only set the comment ID and not the comment object itself, because you only want to keep small objects like integers or strings in the session. Um, and also we need to handle the case of where comment IDs has not been set before, and we can just default it to an empty array like this, just in case um, this is the first time someone's posted a comment with the session. So now that we know what comments the user has created, uh, we can use that information to display an edit link on the comment partial page that you see here. So we only want to display an edit link if the um, session has some comment IDs, it's not nil, and that they include the current comment ID. If that's the case, then this user is considered the owner of this comment, and then they can edit it. So let's add a little edit link here. Um, say, just go to the comment edit page. Taking a look back into our comments controller, uh, you can already see I have edit and update actions already. But uh, these are currently public. There's no authorization happening here, so any user can come in and edit and update any uh, comment, basically. And we don't want that. We need to make sure that uh, the user can only update his own comments. So let's add a before filter into this controller called authorize, and then only for those two actions, edit and update. So we can add a private method down here called authorize, and that will be called before those two actions to ensure that um, they're authorized to edit them. So we can basically do similar logic to what we did before um, with the session common IDs. We need to make sure that exists and that um, it includes the uh, current ID. So this is the, just the params ID. If that's not the case, then we can redirect them back to, let's just say, the root URL, the home page. And we can add a flash message in here too, but I won't. I won't do that. Um, so this way, it'll just redirect them if they are not authorized to edit uh, this comment.
Uh, one more thing I've forgotten here is the params ID needs to be converted to an integer because it comes in as a string. And this way, our common IDs are stored as integers. That needs to be the same. All right, now let's try this out. Let's post a comment. Uh, submit this. And then, let's see if we have it. We got our edit link here. So we can just edit this comment. And there we go. Now we can edit our only our only our own comments we can edit because those are stored in our session. So this is working really well, but there's one thing I want to change here and that is currently the users have the ability to come back at any time as long as their session sticks around to come back and edit their old comments. But I don't really want that because um uh, by that time other viewers have come and seen it it may be several days later and I don't want that to give them access to edit the comments at that time uh, so let's add a restriction here to only allow them to edit a comment if it's posted with, within the last uh, 15 minutes or so now in order to accomplish this we need to add some more conditional logic into this if condition here so that only displays the edit link if the comment is owned by this current user and hasn't been has been created within the past 15 minutes, then we can display the edit link. However, we have to add that same kind of logic back in our controller because we have this authorize before filter here, and then we only want to allow them to edit it if the, those same conditions uh, apply. So we have some duplicate logic here where we need to add the same logic into two separate locations, and as you know, that's not very dry. So we need to somehow refactor this out into some central location where both the controller here and the view can access it. Now currently that's kind of a difficult problem because this is backed by data inside of our session, our common IDs. And really in Rails there's no good place to put logic that's associated with session data. If you look at it this way, usually when you have data stored somewhere, um, such as in the database or inside the session here, you have logic which acts upon it. Um, in this case, our logic is inside of, or most of the times in Rails, our logic is inside of the model objects because those are backed by the database store. However, in this case, we don't have any object to ha apply, put logic into associated with sessions. So in this episode, I want to introduce a concept of adding um, a model, which is not an active record model, it doesn't have a database store, is a session model in a sense where it has a session a data store and that way we'll have a central location to put logic associated with that data the first step to do this is to add a new model so let's add a model and call it a user session um, you can basically call it whatever you want I like that name because it's kind of a cross between a user model object and just a session and it's just a normal class is not based on active record and here we can just add some logic in here but first we want an initialize method um, and take a session object and then that way we can store it I want too many S's up there and then I'll add the logic in a little bit but let me just show you how to um, access this kind of object and initialize it inside your controller so it's inside of our application controller, which is kind of a global central location where we can add a new method to access our user session object here. 
So we need to make it. Just initialize it and pass in our session. And let me cache this too. Because we'll likely call it on multiple times per request and that way we aren't creating a ton of objects. And last but not least, we need to make this a helper method. So that way we can access this method inside of the view as well. Now, whenever I have this session backed model, I like to make it an overall gatekeeper of the session basically and always go through this whenever I'm accessing the session so that way it's all kind of gathered in one location and all abstracted out. Um, so I'm just going to go through here and look at every place we're accessing the session and just kind of abstract that out into that model. So here we are adding that comment ID from our controller and here let's just make it access our user session object and just say um, add comment and just pass our comment into there. So in here I just need to make that method called uh, add comment and then basically copy that same kind of logic here. And um, I like to move kind of default settings into the initialized process so that way um, I don't have to always check for the existence of this this session variable and it will always exist for uh, later on. Uh, one more thing I forgot to it's no longer an instance variable it's just a variable passed to the method. There we go. Alright we can do the same thing in our authorize method here in our controller. Um, let's just move this into our user session. Let's call it can edit comment and well I'm just going to pass our comment object into here. Um, you may think that's not necessary right now, but it will be later on because we'll need to access attributes on it. So I'm just going to pass the actual comment object into this method. Now let's make it. Okay, so the new method is called can edit comment, and it takes a comment object. And basically, just the same logic in here. Um, it's not necessary to check for the existence of our comment IDs anymore because that's automatically defaulted to an empty array up here. We could just check if it includes the comments ID. Just like that. Okay, we can do the same thing inside of our comment view here where we just access the user session and see if it can edit the comment to see if it can display the uh, edit link. So now we've successfully abstracted this logic out into one central location where we can easily add more logic and make it more conditional if we need to. So now we can add that extra logic into our user session. Let me just make this parentheses so we don't get a syntax error. And just say that um, the comment has to be created at within the last 15 minutes. So more recent than 15 minutes ago. There we go. That was easy. Let's try it out. Now when we go to our article page again, we don't see that edit link here because it was more recent, more uh, more than 15 minutes ago. And let me just post another comment here. If we check that out, it has an edit link because it was uh, recent. So now I can edit this comment until um, with until 15 minutes pass. Now probably to uh, polish this up, we could have a 
little message here saying how many minutes they have remaining. Um, but I'll just leave that as an exercise to you. So that's pretty much it for this episode. Um, there's basically two things that I would like for you to get out of this. One thing is to take a look at all of your forms where you accept user input and just to see what happens if they make a mistake. Is there an easy way for them to come back and edit their mistakes like the edit link here that I showed you? The other thing is that if you are using sessions a lot and you have a logic associated to them, then to consider creating a session-based model as I showed you. And that way you can unify that logic into one central location and it can always be the gatekeeper of whenever you access the session object and that way it can handle all the dirty work behind the scenes. This episode is sponsored in part by Notifixius. They are looking for an experienced web developer to fill a CTO position. For more information, please visit jobs-notifixius.tumblr.com. Also sponsored by Pragmatic Screencasts. They offer high-quality screencasts on a variety of subjects, including Ruby and Rails. Check them out at pragmatic.tv.